Bush and Ritchie here with your daily takeaway and you join us on a day that um, a really strange thing has happened. Bush has, for years and years and years, proudly told us about how he <laughs> only owns one belt. I'm a one belt kind of guy. I mean, we mentioned this on the show uh, about three or four years ago and I, I still have the same belt. <laughs> yeah, well, do you want to update our friends now or at the end of the podcast as to what's happened? Well, let's tell you what, there's a teaser. There's a reason to keep listening to the podcast. Something weird has happened to my belt and we'll, we'll talk about it at the very end of this show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We've had one too many coffees, but we're carefree and dangerous. Who knows what's going to happen? I've had five. If you have five today, <laughs> yeah. oh my, you can communicate with the spirits. <laughs> Derek Ikora over there. I, it's way more than I'd normally have, but I'm out at football tonight, so I thought, oh no, I've got to keep going, but so, I, I'm buzzing. What's your normal limit? Three. So you're two over. I'm two over. That's only t- ten past four. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? It's because I I, I am angry. Uh, if you're listening to Absolute Radio, it's what Mick's just been saying. I am angry right now. You would have heard on the show yesterday, I'm having mole problems at home. It's not a euphemism. <laughs> it, it means the animals. Uh, it is the animals. If you weren't listening yesterday afternoon, uh, I, I take great pride in my lawn. Uh, and lawn season's just finished. A lot, oh. lot of time and money being spent on it this season. It's been looking good. Uh, and a mole has moved into my garden. Overnight, can I just say, I said yesterday, I'll say it again today, it's not funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, I don't know what cause, it is. It's causing me distress. I know it's really tight and I shouldn't be laughing at it, but it's it's so funny because they've not just like, they've not just had a little nibble at your lawn. No. They're absolutely murdering it, aren't they? The breaking news is overnight, five new molehills appeared. Now, if you've wow. never... I know there's a lot of people who've actually never seen a molehill, all right? So yeah. you're probably thinking, oh, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. A molehill's quite big. I would equate each one to the size of... You know the kind of Pyrex bowl that you might microwave super noodles in? Oh, yeah. It's that size. What an unusual unit to <laughs> use as a comparison, but I appreciate that. It's very specific. It, it, it is specific because that is the size. Five of those turning up on your lawn overnight. Is, is there any pattern to it? You know, because they're, they're popping up each night and you're seeing them in the morning and yeah. cursing. Yeah. Do you reckon you can, like, plot them on a map and maybe predict where it's going to come next? Yes, I reckon I could, to be honest. He started at the shed and he's making his way from right to left along the back of the garden. It's like um, that snake game. From, <laughs> can you preempt it? <laughs> but the weather ain't great. It's not as if this is the height of summer and I, I consider sitting out there in a deck chair overnight waiting for him to pop up in the square foot that I've tracked him down to. It's very weird, though, because you have like quite a small, well-looked-after lawn, right? Yes. So, but, and they, they've, not, they've not bothered you being in that house, what, what? Seven years? Seven, eight years? Yeah. And they've never been... So what, they, have they come over the fence one night and thought, hello, this is uh, this is all right, let's get down there. Well, I think they, they go under from? the fence, for starters. Do they? Oh, yeah, I, I don't think point. they've been climbing over. They've got, like, a knapsack and a but stick. But I don't think they've been sat under there for seven years. I think I've been there first, all right? I've been there for seven years, yeah. and I think they have suddenly turned up. I think we're showing that we, we literally don't know anything about this animal. No. We haven't got a clue. And I want to know something about it. So if you have got any intel, any knowledge about moulds whatsoever that doesn't include a Jasper Carrot sketch yes, from please. 30 years ago, get in touch. <laughs> Terry Haddon's been on. He says, five cups of coffee today, Richie. That's nothing. It's 4pm. I'm just on my 10th cup of the day. No. I normally average 15 coffees a day. No way. Terry is off his head. I think he thinks he's alive in the year 2165. <laughs> Uh, never underestimate the knowledge of a home-time listener is something that our boss says all the time. Rob's got in touch. Apparently, bury jam jars near the molehills with an inch of glass exposed. 
The wind whistles over the top of the jam jar and makes a sound the moles don't like. Get out of town. Well, but they're kind of hardy, though, right? Moles, they can't be that easily scared by, like, jam jars. I don't think they've got great eyesight. So they probably, like, make up in their heads is probably worse than exactly. they actually imagine. <laughs> yeah, they're thinking, what's that up there? Don't go out that one again. Weird question, and don't take this the wrong way, because I'm on. not suggesting it, but can you eat a mole? Do, what, do people eat moles? Um, I've never heard of that. And I'm I not suggesting you do. No, I don't, I don't want to. I'm not going to. But has it crossed your mind? Like, what do they taste like? <laughs> I've not gone that far yet, no. I'm talking about a humane eviction. OK, fine. But I'm I, not looking for a barbecue. I OK, fair play. It's good to know where we stand. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the suggestion that I thought uh, I could see coming. Uh, Hazel, we hear you've got a great idea. Mate, seriously, I've not tried it, but I've heard it works. What is it? It's peeing on the molehill. Wow, like desecrating their their, their construction. Absolutely, but, you know, if they're going to be a bit feisty and come up in your land, you know what I mean? That's a good point. Do you know what the science is behind that, Hazel? I've no idea about the chemistry or the emotion <laughs> side of it. But um, I listened to it on uh, Gardener's Question Time and somebody said, oh, I've got mold." All the experts said that old men generally... <laughs> and you're not old, I'm not calling you Thank that. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you, you, you rescued that very quickly, Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, um, elder gentlemen... No, you still haven't know. rescued it. <laughs> no, I know, but I don't know how your other half's going to feel about this, but you save up, you keep peeing in a bucket and you save it up and then you go out and you slosh it on each molehill and apparently it works. Well, wow. I used to keep a bucket in my ginnel to go and urinate in, actually, so... Um... You know, honestly, mate, I'm telling you, you, you could actually probably bottle it like peck and water, you could sell it. Well, we've been talking about doing a home brew on home time, but that's not exactly what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very often that we would uh, we would actually sort of, like, nod to a rival radio station and a different radio show, but I don't think there's much in the Absolute Radio portfolio that competes with Gardener's Question Time. So if that's what they're saying on there... Well, they're the authorities, aren't they? <laughs> that's what I'll go and do. But it's like it's the Purvis, for God's sake. He's in charge. Do you know what I mean? He knows the score. I just feel bad for the mole, though, man, because, you know, that's their house. They're, the mole's down there no, probably reading not. or whatever. it's my garden. I know, but imagine... The ma- land registry says that that's my but property. But imagine, though, you're, you're the mole sitting there reading and then your wee comes through the roof. Can't you just talk to him first? <laughs> yeah, but he's come into your garden. He has. That's a good he's point. Got, he's got all these lovely, lovely fields and, you know, and he's got the audacity to come... He knows the first time you let him off because he doesn't know. But you've gone out there and you've spaded him. Like, you've really gone in there and you've spaded his house down. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and look, I don't want to cause... I, I, I get on with both my neighbours, and I hope they're not listening right now. The mole can go in either side of my house. Their lawn is an absolute state. <laughs> Why has he chosen mine? He's chosen yours because you've looked after your... Oh, I'm going to sound so spotty now, but you've looked after your lawn... Really well. So that means there's loads and loads of worms in there and that's what they like to eat. I think from now on we should uh, refer to Hazel as the mole whisperer (laughs) because you know so much about moles. Uh, Oh, I love that. (laughs) I can take that. Bex, what should I do? You need windmills. You need to stick windmills in the lawn. Windmills? Windmills? Come on Yeah, like little twirly windmills. They don't like the vibrations. So earlier on we we heard that um, moles aren't keen on the noise of whistling jam jars. Yeah. And now you're you're seriously telling us that they're they're scared of windmills? Yeah, really, really. We had a problem years ago, and my dad did it, and they didn't like it. They all moved on. They like humanely go away. Don't make them yourself, because my granddad made some, 
than wooden ones and when the wind got up really fast all the sails flew off and like (laughs) (laughs) well don't you worry i will heed the tale of your granddad i won't be waking them (laughs) myself because i don't have the uh, i don't have the ability but i don't um, don't think he had the skills so the the windmills you're speaking of are you talking about the kind of like small little things uh that you might how do i put this nicely yeah, not to, not to like grind flour in. Just pound uh, shop kind of things. The yeah, pound, pound shop windmill. windmill. Pound shop windmill. Yeah. If he sticks windmills in molehills at the back of his garden, he look like Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah, 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 it will. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, that's mad. That isn't it? If they, how who's discovered that moles don't like windmills? How's that even get discovered? Bex's granddad. For a fair point. Yeah, my, my late granddad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. Thank you, Bex. Uh, Bex, what was his name? Your your great late granddad. Gordon. The Gordon method. An innovator of his time. Gordon's windmill. <laughs> Gordon's windmill. That's what I'll Brilliant. do. Good luck. Cheers, Bex. Thanks. Mark says ferret poo. The mole smells a natural predator and scarpers. Shove it down the hole. So, so far, what a great phrase that is. <laughs> the, th- the three things we've had are... In fairness to Mark, I added that in. Uh, that, a few. You, did, you stuck that on the end of it. But, like, some of this weird stuff for... for what, that, that's what's been the big uh, weirdness, this... Yeah. What we've been learning about moles is that they're just scared of scary, like, strange stuff. I think I would be if my eyesight wasn't great. Someone's offering a bit of work here. Someone says, my brother did a two-day course and is now a qualified mole catcher. Two days. Yeah, you see... The... <laughs> you think it'd take a bit longer than that to get, like, to be a pro mole catcher? It worries me about how he's catching the moles. I do want uh, a humane eviction. Well, yeah, Pied Piper at Blue Yonder. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with him. Uh, Lou's hanging on. You've got some intel about moles for us? Yeah, so I was born and bred in Guernsey, and I moved when I was 22, and if I remember correctly, there's no moles in Guernsey. No because moles in Guernsey? Guernsey? How? How is that even no, possible? No, no moles, no squirrels, no foxes. Wow! Didn't That's the, amazing! Didn't the Germans end up there in the Second World War? Yes, they did, yeah. But they can't get moles over there? Yeah. No, no, no moles of any kind. No British no moles, no German moles. Wow. Isn't I do that... feel like you're missing out on those animals. Because obviously Richie doesn't want moles in his back garden, but it's, it's weird to be... You're short of a few different species there. Yeah, yeah there's, there's several species that's not over there, but I'm, I'm 99.9% sure there's, there's no moles. It's quite a, uh, an extreme an solution of uh, how to... Because basically <laughs> I'd be ridding myself from my own house rather than ridding the moles. You, you moved to Guernsey, is that what you're saying? It's expensive, but worth it, though. <laughs> so Brilliant. I'm moving to a tax haven to get rid of the moles. <laughs> it's, it's a tax haven, but it's not a money haven if you've got to pay to live there. <laughs> there you go. Now we're getting the real intel on Guernsey. Good to speak to you. Cheers, Lou. Thanks. Bye. As we said earlier on, a mole expert on Home Time tomorrow. There's a reason to listen. Daily Here's a question. Is there a little accident or thing in your line of work that always happens that winds you up? Like, specific to your job and the thing that you do. So for us, I, I think I, I speak for, for us all maybe here, Richie, when I say, as radio presenters, the most annoying thing that always happens... There's two annoying things, actually. First annoying thing is getting your headphone wires tangled up. Yep. Because the wire on our headphones... Uh, like uh, the curly landline wire, you know, thing that you get from yes, the 80s. Yes, the old school telephone wire. And if you use it for a bit, it'll get wrapped up into a like, tight knot and what you'll have to do is hold your headphones out at an angle and then let them dangle around like you've caught a fish. Yeah. Uh, the other one, which is worse than that, is, I don't know if you've had this before, where you go to take your headphones off <laughs> and they... they they slip out of one hand and knock, well, knock your glasses off. Yes. Or hit you in the chops. Hit you in the... That is so painful because you're not expecting it and it's it's right on your face. It's like if you ever... A, a friend's ever done a joke where they've 
slapped you on the cheek yes. when they're talking yeah. to you, out of the blue, or even hooked your, hooked your mouth with yeah. a little finger. It's like that. It's a slap in the face. Uh, and, and I would say, in our line of work, they're the two worst little accidents you can have. Uh, I swear that I've seen you this week already uncoiling your headphones. Every single, I've got new headphones, right? Because I keep losing them. There's a surprise, right? I'll tell you one more, one more uh, annoying thing in this yep. line of work. Thinking you've had a great idea, a great idea, and then coming in and hearing it done already. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a wind-up as well, isn't it? <laughs> that's not a good one. Just a little insight into just the little things that get us here on this show. Look, Matt has got in touch. She says, guys, I'm a gardener. I always run out of strimmer cord when I couldn't be any further from my van. <laughs> Charlotte asks, quite rightfully on Twitter, are they not wireless yet, your headphones? Good point. Well, you should listen to our uh, Daily Takeaway podcast from the other week when we had the brilliant Ross Noble in, who uh, does his gigs when he does stand-up with a wireless headpiece. Maybe it's the future and we should all be a bit more like Ross. Uh, Emmy says, as a chef, cling film and tinfoil rolls getting stuck and won't roll off properly, it's infuriating. Uh, a little eye into the supermarket world from David says, you can guarantee a split pot of yoghurt or cream or custard arriving on delivery and somehow finding its way onto my trousers. It's not a good look. <laughs> that old excuse. Uh, Teddy in Dartmouth says, Hey Bush and Richie, I'm a postie and at least 39 times a day I get if it's a brown one you can keep it. <laughs> I've developed a really good fake laugh over the past two decades though. That's a wind up. Uh, TJ is an electrician says it's when you're working on a fuse board and you put the cover back on and you realise you've forgotten to put a neutral cover back on. It happens every time. Uh, or walking all the way back to the van and forgetting what you needed. That's a wind up as well yeah. isn't it? These, I can feel the frustration. We've got Marcin on the line. What is your workplace moan? Well I fit staircases balustrades and handrails and as soon as we do staircase or start fitting the balustrades uh we've got a hundred trades carrying materials up and down all the time <laughs> wow so yeah are you like what would you consider yourself like a carpenter or what what kind of you know because the trades are always taking the mickey out uh, well, of each it's, other it's it's a bit of a carpenter and uh welder as well because we are doing the wooden balustrade glass balustrades uh Stainless steel balustrade, all kind of balustrade on all the staircases. You name a balustrade, you do it. He's balustrade mad, this fella. Now, Martin, um, is there a trade that is worse uh, for the balustrade community? Uh, I can imagine it's always the uh, guys that carrying the plasterboards. Yeah, do you know what? I was going to say plasterers, yeah. I think, amongst yeah, all the trades, are messy so-and-sos, aren't they? Yeah, what well, well, they have to carry on the big sheets of plasterboard from uh, downstairs to upstairs, and uh, usually it's a few storeys building, so... Can I ask a question as well, and uh, forgive me for this, what is a balustrade? <laughs> oh, come on, no. I don't know what a balustrade is. What is a balustrade? <laughs> it's a few, few posts uh, and the handrail that you're holding to her. Yeah, because you've got your handrail, and then you've got your, your, your vertical uh, debris. Well, That's think, your balustrade, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's upright, upright posts or uh, glass panels. Uh, I thought that was called something different on, no. on, on stairs. So you got your banister yeah. and then you got your balustrade. I've never really known. Yeah, that's a good point. Banister and balustrades. You, you can't just have a banister, like, suspended what in midair. Floating. <laughs> mm, that's it, yeah. It's always, fixed. it's always fixed to the side of the staircase or top of the staircase or uh, to, uh, what, to the top of the opening... If you've yeah. got a hole for it, okay, we, so, yeah. We could make Wednesday night's balustrade night here on we, Hotel. We just need to find out whether Martin is available this time next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we book you in next week, Martin? <laughs> yeah, no problem. Good lads, good to speak to you. Take care. Uh, 
You take care as well. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, this text says, I'm a food delivery driver. It really bugs me, but I have to deliver to a flat that the customer regularly doesn't let me know what floor they're on. I hate having a guess. <laughs> That's a wind-up. Uh, Helen, tell us, what always happens at yours? I work on a busy help desk for the NHS, and I wear a headset as part of my role, and sometimes I forget I've got it on, and I get up to leave my desk, and <laughs> the wire grabs everything off the desk, and sort of yanked me back so it's all my headset all clutters to the floor. So you, so you look like someone who stormed out of an interview on BBC News or something like that. I literally do look like I've just slammed everything down in a, in a paddy and it's it's nothing like that at all and it's quite infuriating and I just forget I've got it on sometimes and it just sort of yanks you back. Do your nearby workmates all roll their eyes as if to say, uh, there goes Helen again, she's left her headset on? <laughs> Well, this is it. I mean, people, I mean, same with us with headphones here curling up. Do you just curl up when you've got them on as well? Because that's a wind up that we were saying earlier on. Ours are um, straight cables. We don't have the curly whirly ones that you have, like the old telephone ones. These are nice, long, and straight. Why don't we get some. We we should get long, straight ones rather than old fashioned. uh, Have you got a curly one on yours? I've got got quite a tight tight curly one, actually. Yours is a little bit slack. A bit of a slack curly one. I'll get mine tightened up. Well, I do hope you've enjoyed that episode of The Daily Takeaway. Uh, It's now time for Beltgate. So I said I've got one belt. I've had one belt for donkey's years and it's always been fine. I've put some trousers on today to wear my belt. (laughs) And it's just sagged. What's going on? There's like five inches on the end of it. Am I like getting smaller? What's going on? Because you can't have lost literally 15 stone overnight because that's what looks like... (laughs) I feel like I've been like shrunk. Like, honey, I've shrunk the kids. I don't know what's happening to me. Your belt is... Down round your crotch, really, isn't it? It looks like, a, you know when people who go up um, flagpoles have got, like, a hoist? <laughs> yeah. It's like that, and I don't, I can't explain it. Um, does leather stretch? That's a very personal question. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the market for a new belt. This is this is a big moment for me, because I had this one for donkey's years, so I, I haven't bought a belt for so long. I where, don't, would you, where would you go and buy belts these days? Do you buy a belt online? No, because the high street isn't what it was, is it? It's not, so I, I literally am all at sea. I don't know what to do. Belts.net. Let's look it up. Brilliant. That's great. Time with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio.